Welcome to the Endpoints Podcast, a podcast from the ALS Therapy Development Institute. Today we're joined by Dr. Fernando Vieira, CSO at ALS TDI, and we're going to talk about C9ORF72. Familial ALS accounts for about 10% of all ALS cases, and within that 10%, the C9ORF72 genetic mutation is the most common known cause of ALS. C9ORF is a bit of a labyrinth in ALS and neurodegeneration in general. Um, it's absolutely fascinating, but it's also frustrating because we know that C9ORF mutations cause ALS, but it also causes FTD or mm-hmm. frontotemporal dementia. So, Fernando, what is C9ORF? It actually it remains unclear um, what C9ORF72 uh, does, what, what the protein does. Um, what the name of the gene stands for is the C9, is, it stands for chromosome 9. ORF72 refers to open reading frame number 72. And, and all that means is an open reading frame, it's a stretch of DNA or gene um, that's known to be transcribable and translatable. So that stretch of DNA can lead to um, a functional protein. And Sometimes when those genes are discovered, they get more interesting names that kind of link to their function because they know something about their function. Um, so genes like SOD1 are like that, or um, there are plenty of genes that have names that are somewhat intuitive. But in this case, when it became interesting to um, ALS researchers, nobody knew what it did. Um, it was actually discovered, the repeat expansion I think was discovered around 2011 um, by two uh, uh, research groups uh, led by Rosa Rademakers and, and Brian Trainer, And they actually um, identified uh, this very odd mutation as a disease causer uh, for ALS and also FTD. We now know a little bit more about what it might do, the actual protein. Um, there's evidence that it's something called a Rab GTPase. Uh, so what that is is it's a type of protein that plays roles in um, sort of intracellular cargo transport. So moving vesicles and proteins around inside a cell so that they can do get where they need to go and do their jobs. Um, but there's still um, some ambiguity around that. It's still a piece of the puzzle. So there is a lack of clarity on the, what the protein is and does, but how can researchers work to better understand why it causes ALS and or FTD? So it, it's, it's actually interesting because even though there's that sort of lack of clarity around the protein, a ton of really good work has been done to characterize the mutation. And a little bit of that is because the mutation is different from typical mutations that we think about, at least in the context of ALS. So uh, most of the time when we think about mutations, we're thinking about sort of the equivalent of uh, a misspelling in the genetic code that results in a small tweak to a protein structure. So um, you end up having a, a single change that results in a single different amino acid in the protein, and it makes that protein stop doing its job properly, or it makes it um, and or it makes it kind of take on some new characteristics that are damaging um, inside or around cells. So um, what's different about the C9ORF72 mutation is that it's, it's not a misspelling, it's a repeat expansion mutation. What that means is that there's like a sequence of DNA that for one reason or another has been expanded. Essentially, it's a correctly spelled word 
that gets repeated over and over, and that ends up causing the problem. Okay, and what kind of problems are we talking about here? Um, there are a lot. It's kind of back to it being a huge puzzle uh, to researchers. Um, but there are kind of three main branches of ideas or hypotheses around um, how this repeat expansion could be causing neurodegeneration. Um, and they're not mutually exclusive, so they might all be true at the same time, but it remains unclear. There's just a lot of data for all of them. So the first premise is the most basic one, and it's that this repeat expansion which oddly is occurring in a part of the DNA that we typically don't think much about. It's an intron. So exons are usually the parts of a gene that um, get turned into the ultimate protein. Introns are usually the sections that kind of get cut out that are considered junk. The mutations in the intron that would typically get cut out, but um, in this case, it seems to be causing one particular problem where its presence uh, results in a reduction in the amount of the C9ORF72 normal protein. So that's one way to get to the idea of a loss of function. So C9ORF72, maybe it's important for trafficking vesicles within a cell. Um, if you have less of it, maybe you have less essential trafficking within the cell. So that's like sort of bracket that one possible um, challenge. Um, another is that you've got this DNA stretch that's expanded. Like so there is a lot of basically glycines and cytosines that are just kind of happening over and over and over again in the, um, in the cell. And that will produce an expanded RNA molecule as well. So RNA molecules are sort of the essential go-between from a DNA to an RNA to the ultimate sort of business end of the deal protein. But it turns out that RNA molecules are also um, kind of more interesting than people thought, you know, 20 years ago. Um, they can take on lots of different shapes and um, structures. And they interact in the cell with different proteins and with different sort of organelles. And a really expanded RNA might have lots of interactions that are also problematic. And in particular, this C9 repeat expansion forms shapes called hairpins and quadruplexes that have interactions with lots of proteins, often RNA binding proteins, which are also related to ALS. Um, and there's evidence that the RNA is also causing a problem. So that's kind of problem number two, repeat expanded RNA. And then the third avenue, and, and this one was really trippy um, for researchers as it started to emerge. It's the, the idea, when, when we're in high school or in college, we learn that you don't get to a protein without something called a start codon. So there's a code in the DNA that tells the cell, okay, here's a gene and we're going to make a protein now. And it's an ATG start codon. And this expanded repeat section of DNA leading to RNA ends up giving you these five different random proteins. They're called dipeptide repeats. 
And each one of those five can have their own effects as well. So these dipeptide repeats are this whole other area of possible toxicity. So you might have a triple hit with all of these different approaches. Um, but it's, again, fascinating and frustrating. What are some of the approaches that researchers can take to try to treat C9 or neurodegeneration? So um, you could imagine that any sort of neuroprotective approach, um, a therapeutic that you know helps generally for ALS, uh, an immune modulatory drug or um, something that supports mitochondria, things like that, that you could still help a person with C9 ORF uh, 72 mediated ALS. Um, but there are probably specific ways to try to tackle um, C9 mutation a ALS as well. Yeah. And we're seeing that a bit with Biogen, so maybe you can touch on them and their ASO approach? Yeah, so, so similarly to what Biogen has done to target SOD1, Right, so an antisense oligonucleotide uh, or an ASO is applied as a therapeutic that reduces production of a toxic protein. Um, you could apply an ASO here to actually reduce both um, a toxic protein, so the dipeptide repeats, and also reduce uh, the amount of a toxic RNA, so the repeat expanded RNA. So, so that's one completely plausible approach. There's a potential downside to it, though they're being very careful um, to try to target only the expanded RNA. But you could imagine an ASO, if it's reducing production of the protein and the loss of function of the protein is a part of the problem, you might make things worse. But like I said, I know they're being very careful to try to target it specifically at um, the, the mutated version. Um, so that's one, one approach, but, but I think there are a few other approaches too. Um, there's some uh, creative work being done out of um, uh, Matt Disney's lab um, down in Florida looking at small molecules, drugs that are targeting um, the RNA, uh, the expanded RNA. Um, and then there's simply getting a better understanding of how each of these dipeptide repeat proteins are causing trouble to cells and uh, that might give you different avenues to uh, target uh, and reduce the toxicity or you could find other clever ways to stop the production of the dipeptide repeats as well so so there are a lot of different approaches that are being looked at by by ton of researchers across uh, the, the country and the world including us We'll leave it there for now. Sounds like there's a lot more to talk about on C9 ORF in future podcasts, so we'll be sure to do some follow-up. But thanks for joining us today, and everyone, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any feedback or comments, please email endpoints at als.net. We'll leave it there for today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>